where I basically merge different voices and add, uh, attach them to a new text and maybe a new tune. Is that different or at the end of the day the same? If I create new music out of something or if I just merge different music styles? Welcome back to another episode of Lutz and Jasper, where we talk about AI, latest trends. And uh, today we would love to focus a bit more on the creative part that the AI is creating right now. But what the heck has happened last week and the week before? Let, let's start with the most important question, Lutz. How's your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I'm recording today from Stockholm. And Stockholm has actually a good barista as well as a good local roaster, which is amazing. So I had already a coffee tasting this morning, five different coffees. I'm ready to roll. Very good. I had the amazing cherry office coffee. I think 10 cups because I didn't sleep that much tonight. So we're ready to roll, ready to rumble. And as you said, a lot of things happened this week. I think Google was pretty happy. AI, 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 generative AI. It uses AI to bring AI, AI, generative AI, generative AI. AI is AI, 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 AI. Lutz, how did you like the Google presentation? Uh, super interesting. I mean, Google has been always the company who has driven AI upfront, right? They were the ones first to bring in the transformers. And it's a kind of an irony that somebody else makes now the big splash out of it, open AI and so on. So they really want to show the world they are here. <laughs> yes. And there is this leaked paper as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah we spoke paper, about it, right? Yeah. So what is important to see know is that Google launched Palm 2. And Palm 2 has, you know, essentially is very similar to uh, from the token lengths, uh, comparable to ChatGPT. Same context. We talked about token lengths and how important it is. Google launched something like Copilot. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of my, my Google friends use ChatGPT to actually improve their code, right? So yeah, here we go. Now they have their own Copilot internally. They, they, they used it internally and now they launch it and get launching it. So that's cool. Do you think they took some time because they actually know how difficult, I mean, you, you worked at Google, we should maybe be transparent here, but obviously you can't disclose any, anything that is secret, but do you think they took their time because they wanted to launch something properly so they can counter open AI or did it just take more time for them? Oh, wow. Yes. So I don't work at Google anymore. So I can say this. I actually believe that Google has an amazing bottom-up culture. However, they have not really done a very good job of launching a lot of new things. They're making a lot of money out of search, right? And now they have AI and where does AI fit? And can we build on something new? And can we launch it in health or can we launch it somewhere else? I think they didn't do a good job there in the past. And the like OpenAI and other companies are a little bit stealing here the thunder. Yeah. And there was a certain WTF, what has just happened moment at Google and their last presentation and say, we did it in Paris where the guy even didn't have his phone with him. And I mean, like the presentation didn't work. I mean, it was kind of chaos. It, it showed Google being scared. If you look at now IO, and they, they do this so sweet. They kind of showed, okay, 
you had autocomplete and now people write emails. They kind of bring home the point of, hey, we Google have been always at this place. We are ready to roll. We are ready to take this on. That was a way more calm approach. So I still think Google and innovation is hard because it's a big company, but I do think there are, and we talked about it, that the model is probably not the most important thing. And we talked about it, that uh, innovation is very much happening on existing products. Google is extremely well positioned. And you see it. And, and you're right, they're back on stage, but they are still a large and maybe a bit slower company because I think just this week, Anthropic launched their Claude model with 100,000 tokens. So much, much more they can ingest. It takes a bit of time. I read 22 seconds to actually get something out of the model, but they came from 9,000 tokens to 100,000. So that's pretty impressive. So they are back on stage from Google side, but then there are still these fast moving companies. Which is, by the way, I mean, one thing which is comes from Google I.O. is you saw that they launched their model, Palm 2, based on the data which goes up to, I think, this January or this February, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. that means their Absolutely. training cycle is actually very much reduced, Yeah. which comes down to the whole point. And we talked about this before, that open source still wins. How do you simplify your interface? Is the chat ability, I think you have two questions. Let me answer answer them uh, like separately. How do you simplify your interface? Like if you're having a startup, how do you simplify your interface? This is what we see everybody slamming an LLM on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the interface might become easier because now suddenly you can write. Yeah, we were basically debating why a closed or an open model, so open source model to the public, would win. And our conclusion is that the open source is clearly winning. But if you look now back, March, we had 11 large language model hitting the market. In April, like, is it six, seven? I, I kind of lost count there, right? We are seeing more and more coming to market and Google's IO showed, hey, we can train even faster because we keep it more up to date. Claude is coming and saying, and we do like we do more context and yeah. have a longer token length. So the yeah. race is very, very clear open. So the context to see Google I.O. is, I think, in two ways is a open source wins. That's the same thing, this leaked document from Google. At the end, essentially, and, and nobody knows 100% if it was leaked deliberately or not, but it says they went through everything that is important to have a defensible mode. So mode like USP and, and something that can last and, and create an unfair advantage. And they came to the conclusion that the open source community, the creativity, the way you work with AI uh, needs transparency, needs also the community and, and fast development. And they can't defend against that with anything that is closed. I think that's one part. Which is, by the way, an interesting setup, because if you look now on all the regulators around the world who are like very keen to understand what AI is doing, and I would be very cautious commenting on this, but if you would have regulated cars before we have millions of cars on the roads, you <laughs> might have stopped the car industry in the tracks. Because they can uh, kill people, that's for sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it will be interesting. However, yeah. 
and Google I think it's actually well positioned there, right? Because they are not launching in Europe and in Canada initially, but they said we will work with a regulator to launch. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I think also another interesting development this week was that OpenAI, apparently set by the information and news outlet, is also open sourcing their language model to the public. So they are also responding like Google to this whole trend of open models. Now for a VC, and then we should probably dig into our yeah. topic of today, but for a VC, the interesting development will be how do we see control, transparency, reporting happening? The problem here is that the regulation is not yet clear. So it's a question, will this come out of MLOps that you kind of see this transparency? And we have this, by the way, we had this in the finance industries. I always run this as a case at Cornell with my students that I actually look at using a model to predict whether you underwrite a loan. Mm -hmm. Regulation, however, says it has to be understandable why I underwrite the loan. So now we use a model and then there are companies who help to explain the model so that somebody can underwrite it. Yep. We will see something very similar here. And we have the same in the insurance industry, as you know, also in, probably in the US, but definitely in Germany. Yeah. So you have to explain all your models. Yeah, that's true. And that means in terms of dear founders, there is an opportunity where definitely a platform will come into play. How that looks like depends a little bit on how the regulation looks like. Yeah. And that is in, still in the making. However, I'm super interested to see how this is building up. Yeah, agree. So I wanted to come to a topic that is maybe a bit older, but it's still happening a lot. And we actually like it because it's, it's again, back to the fact why AI is taking off so fast, because everyone out there listening can have fun with it. So there was this song from Ghost Writer. It's a very weird video of you, but I, I don't use TikTok. Sorry, sorry to say. Heart on my sleeve. And it was sung by Drake and The Weeknd. I'm not a fan there, but it, was, it wasn't created by them. So that was actually the first one that went viral, millions of visitors, listeners. And then it came out that an AI created the song. But how is that possible? Yes, how is that possible? I hate autotune, but I'm old, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, how is it possible, right? I mean, we are talking technically. We can talk technically. Technically means if I have a neural network which encodes music, so it encodes an image, it takes an image and says, in this image, there's a dog. That's an encoder. And yep. then you decode and saying, show me a dog. It uses all the weights in the neural network to create a dog. And that arrange dog, the pixels essentially, right? Yeah. Say there's a blue one, there's a brown yes. one. Yeah. That dog doesn't exist. It is how the neural network imagines the dog meaning yep. the same thing if i ask you picture a dog you have a dog in your mind but that dog doesn't exist it is created in your mind yep. now music is it's instead of pixels which are all happening at the same time has waves and tunes and they are, are in a flow yeah which is more difficult to create and that's the reason why we don't see yet 
Bitcoin thing yet. So many videos, video generation, we have Runaway and other companies who are trying to do videos, mm -hmm. but music is definitely a tool out there. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, if I understand correctly, you would just change the wavelength and the, the loudness, level of loudness, etc. But it's still more complex than just saying the pixel on the top left, the pixel on the bottom right. Totally. Yeah. Now, so that is the same way how I can create text as a with tokens, with context. Life is like a, a box of, and then we know that it's chocolate. Yeah, I can do music and can say what is the next expected tone to happen. Yeah, so but I can create music in the same setup. And obviously, I can write now text in the same setup, and I can create a, an artificial voice to read that text, and I can create the music. So theoretically, I have all the pieces together to create music. And it feels a bit like what you're describing is when I use Midjourney is imagine, like same as the dog, imagine a dog, imagine Drake and the Weeknd singing. But that would create like new things. But this one feels a bit more like merge the merge comment in Midjourney, where I basically merge different voices and add, attach them to a new text and maybe a new tune. Is that different or at the end of the day the same? If I create new music out of something or if I just merge different music styles? That's an excellent question because I actually believe this is where much of the debate goes wrong. In the mm -hmm. public, we kind of saying, oh, we have AI and AI is now doing everything. This is not right. A like, I don't know. I mean, how do you use, for example, chat GPT or Bert? Well, you can't use Bert because you're in Europe, but like, how, yeah. how, <laughs> how, do, you, how do you use chat GPT? I'm currently using it, honestly, just because I, I find it interesting to summarize text and to see if the summary of the summary is right. I'm not using it to write text because I don't like the writing style. You could prompt the writing style probably in a way that you like it. But mm -hmm. if you ask the, the computer to write something for you, it will write very generic. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is, yeah. mm -hmm. um, Chat GPT for many folks is an intellectual sparing partner. It's a mm -hmm. cross entropy, right? It's kind of like, I say something, let me see how they reformulating what I said, or I have an idea, how can they complement it? So Party Pooper Lutz says now this Drake song, it wasn't AI. And now people's like, wait, what? And all haters come talk mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. It was Drake having a Drake style. And by the way, Drake very publicly talked about his own production capability he's yeah. not writing his own songs he has a team so yes. now somebody used instead of it like drake goes to his team he briefs his team he has a certain style and his team creates content and then he plays it in and i mean drake i mean look at how many songs he produces right it is I, like it's not my music, but so like, but it's it's more the production chain of music, right? Hundred percent. I mean, it's when when you've seen the the video with Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iwin, Dr. Dre's pr produced Eminem, right? Eminem yes. didn't produce the music himself. Yeah. So now we have AI helping in the same level Drake would utilize his team to help him, and the person who created the song, Ghostwriter, Ghostwriter. I think the brilliance here is not, there wasn't an AI where somebody typed in, I want to have 
a song from Drake and The Weeknd and it's gonna be awesome and the music came out. No, I think there was a lot of human decision-making yeah. in terms of how do I get the text? How do I put it together? But the beauty is some one person was able to do it yeah. with an intellectual sparing partner or like it's kind of a cross entropy. You kind of get stuff together, you build it up, you mix it up and you create something new out of it. And I think that's that's the interesting part where you're probably relating to that this is not really AI because somebody created the tune probably manually. Somebody created the text maybe with a little bit of chat GPT, but then you would also tweak it so it rhymes well and works well with the music flow. And then you might even sing it yourself, but you just change the voice that you have, not really with AI, but let's say some of it. So it sounds similar to Drake and The Weeknd. Whereas, and I tried it myself because we also use it for this podcast. The intro music is created by AI, but I tried myself those AI tools that would create music. I still have to select the different instruments. I still have to select the, the speed, the tunes, G, do or whatever you call it in, in English. <laughs> so how it sounds. And then it would create random output, a bit like Imagine from Midjourney, but it might still not sound great. So I would change it. So AI doesn't, and I tried some different tools and dear listeners, if you have something better, please let us know. But so far, it's a lot of experimentation still where the human has to give feedback. This sounds good. This doesn't sound good. I want a different instrument. And I think, so just to be clear, mm. yes, Ghostwriter used AI. They mm -hmm. probably it probably used AI for the text and it probably used AI for the music, mm -hmm. but it combined those and yep. the style it combined those and the training it decided to use and the focus it set and that it said like I want something and the weekend in this, that is all human decision making. Yeah, and makes sense. This is so important for us to understand once we are going into this generative AI setup. It is not that suddenly everything will be taken over. Yeah. It is the combination of a human with the AI, which will be the new norm. And, and the great thing is, it's not even proprietary. So when I when we looked at our research for audio music, Microsoft has Wally, OpenAI has Jukebox, then we have Autogen from Meta, Music LM from Google, Stability AI has Dance, and so forth, Deep Composer from Amazon. So everyone can use it, like Midjourney. They have to pay for some of those, but everybody can be more creative. So I think the question is more now, what actually happens with the industry with the help of these extra tools versus Will this be replaced? Will this whole industry be, be replaced? Well, I'm never, never like a big fan of the replacement. It's a, yeah, it's a change. Like, and we, I think by using those tools, production cost goes down. Mm -hmm. The ability, you don't need a big team anymore. You don't need a big producer anymore. It becomes easier. And we can look at two examples probably in the industry to, to see what's going to happen. One is in media text journalism right it used to be that it was a profession journalism it was hard to create text it was hard to bring it together once you had the article then it was hard to actually create create the printed thing you needed yeah. the printing press that Design was it, put it together like plot it or that is on yes. one page yes and then it was hard to actually distribute it you need to have access to all the shops yeah. now there was a great unbundling 
So first of all, everybody started to be able to operate their own computer and now writing was easy. Then the internet came and now we could actually distribute it easy. And then everybody got a mobile phone and the, the mobile re revolution came and now everybody could be their own journalist. And you saw new business models spinning up there in the whole area and coming together. So that yes. is what... And, and sorry, you forgot one part. The research was even also ha happening yes. over the internet because before the journalists, they would use their network, they would have to go to cafes, etc. And suddenly now I get all the information as well. Nothing is proprietary anymore. And that has changed hugely the way how we consume media how we consume text right that it had like it went from we buy the newspaper in the morning to we read the feed in facebook from our friends to the kardashian is recommending me as an influencer what i should read to tiktok is ai driven and to me i mean there has to be huge shift so now yeah. let's look at the music industry well it used to be hard to create music and you needed a team, a studio, an orchestra, a ground singer, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And now you can actually saying, well, let's play it like Drake and I just want a violin solo here in it. So you yeah. can make it way easier. The future will be indie. And no, to my point, you just go there to the store. And, and had to buy it or even before you had to go to cafes listening to jazz music now you can listen on spotify on the internet but then you can even remix it you can change the style you can change as to your point i can play with it because before i would listen to a song and then i would get inspired but now i can listen to so much music i can mix it up and i can change it in a way that i like maybe more modern style autotune this bad autotune that i don't like but the experimentation is much faster and the inspiration, the input and the output both is much more, yeah, much wider, much more creative, which leads to your point of more indie music. Yes, future is going to be indie. Now, the funny thing is when you talk about this, this mixing, we have seen that story before, right? Yes. People yeah. started sampling music. Yeah. And the industry's reaction to this was, oh my God, don't sample our music. Don't do yeah. it. And then there were people were starting fighting and saying, no, this has to be protected. And how do we pay our dear artists? Over time, obviously, DJ sampled music. Suddenly, this became a new style. People loved it. And sampling music became a thing. Yeah. And, and if you see the same thing here. And a good example, just watch Hip Hop Evolution, yeah. the whole rap music in the 80s, 90s, probably even before was with jazz samples. That's why I love this type of music. But that was free. That was the main reason. They got it for free. They could produce music so they would earn some money. And that created rap at the end of the day in hip hop. Now this is, but the interesting part here is, so overall AI is not replacing it. It just lowers the barrier. Mm -hmm. It creates another person next for you. And we saw certain artists actually saying, use my voice generate it it's like do it you're it's talking true. about grimes i think she wants yes. to give away 50 percent of the royalty so you would earn 50 percent if you sample her or resample her or how you call it which is a, a sweet yeah. approach because i think so first of all like it's very unclear at one point in time it's resampling and at one point in time it's just getting the ideation of a certain etc yeah. so that's all unclear but overall production cost becomes lower Overall, when production cost comes lower, let's 
remember, we only have two years. We only can listen to one song at a time. It's a zero sum game. Meaning mm. if everybody now starts to create more music, and by the way, Drake, isn't he like, I mean, he creates music like other people, like, in a, like he creates a lot of songs because he's trying to occupy that space. Yeah. Now, if AI makes it way easier for me, I'm in direct competition with Drake. Well, not me because I don't have the music taste, but I'm in, like the person who's creating this is in direct competition with Drake, meaning the content, the price per content will go down. Yeah. Will be way more to be produced and there will be way more to be heard now so they i said early on the future is indie there is a second possible trend and the second possible trend is the future will be music aggregators because if you have many songs to choose from you will see essentially what happened in the media industry where suddenly everybody's creating content and everybody could consume everywhere the content but that was then a calling for the aggregator, which after the great unbundling, you had the great bundling going via Facebook whatsoever. So yeah. maybe we should all invest now into companies like Spotify, Storytel, whatsoever, by the way. I'm I think your point Storytel. is also we only have two ears because if I, I, if I have all this indie music and some sometimes that happens to me on, on certain music streaming services, I just it's just getting boring so i'm coming back to my brands or artists and i just want to listen to something that i know something familiar something i can hear in the background i remember let's call it let's come back to my rap music or hip-hop music timberland was a big one because he had this certain type of music style and then he was talking with this voice i'm, I'm not imitating that now in the background and that's why you would you would listen to it because timberland is part of of that and same probably happens nowadays with drake and same will probably happen also in the future because people are a bit lazy right i want to listen to nice music i don't want to experience new music styles i just want to listen to what i know now that is actually an interesting one i'm like so either it becomes future is indie if the future is indie then that means that the brand is an important part so mm -hmm. there will be music endorsed by drake or music mm -hmm. like drake mm -hmm. and drake is is not the person anymore. Drake is the emotional component of this music. And you see very many people complaining, oh yes, now we have AI. That means that we are missing out the emotion. No, there is still the human who kind of says, I want a certain things like with yeah. image generation. I want a chicken made out of fried chicken. And in the sunset, that is that is an idea which I put down, right? I think it's also art at the end of the day. Yeah. I want to relate to the picture. I want to relate to the story. And if I come to music, I also wanted to relate some people, at least to the artist, the people who have been to a concert. I love concerts, like live concerts. It's a total different atmosphere. And if this is AI created music and you put an avatar on the screen dancing in front of me, it just doesn't feel right. Maybe that changes in 50 years for my children. My children are already born so maybe it's more 20 years but this it's, it's not just brand that would be my interpretation for the trend so it could be indie music but somebody still has to perform i want to relate to some person i'm listening to maybe i even want to read about them on newspaper or follow them on tiktok i can't follow ghostwriter on tiktok right now i can probably but it's not maybe interesting to follow him or yeah but again then 
okay, maybe like the authenticity of this is the important part, but it mm -hmm. could be that we create a virtual Drake, right? You have already Instagram followers in a thousand that are completely virtual. And there's a lot of beauty to it, right? If you, you build up a person and that person has a certain personality and people follow that personality and it follow the, the brand, follow the idea that this person doesn't exist in reality might not be so important anymore. Mm -hmm. yep. And so there's, that's a brand part, the indie part. There's obviously the other part, which we saw like the Swiss rock, right? I mean, there is a Swiss music station which is testing completely automated music generation. And if you listen to Amazon Music, then you will see that Amazon Music is trying to push a lot of plain, not branded songs and because it reduces their cost into your yep. music stream, right? And I think there is a whole other area, which is this aggregation area. So indie versus aggregation, both are these two areas which will be enabled because AI is reducing our barrier. But very important, AI is not taking over. It is the human together with the AI. And one example I want to bring here is actually yep. chess. At some point mm -hmm. in time, Kasp Kasparov lost against a, a computer. Yeah. And Kasparov was the last person who had at least a draw between him and the computer. From that time on, Nobody else will win against the computer, but the best chess playing teams are not human and they're not AI. They're the combination of a human with a computer. These mm -hmm. are the best ones. And same thing with music. You will, well, it is like, as, it is, as we said earlier on, it will be cross entropy. It will be an intellectual sparing partner. It will be bringing things together in a nice mix which is the future. This is a creative podcast. I like how you manage to combine a creative topic with chess, but I don't play chess. So I think to cover the last bit of it, because we're running a bit out of time, is I guess the copywriting discussion. And it's very early, so we should only tackle it. But everybody who's now in this creative space might be a bit worried about copyright infringement. Getty Images got sued because, oh no, sorry, Getty Images sued Stability AI because they allegedly copied 12 million images to train their AI model. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's obviously a big one. It could happen with music as well, and it happens all the time. However, as we just alluded on, I, I'm getting inspired by other styles. So that's not copyright infringement per se. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I... I had to chuckle a little bit lately as an, you know, dear listener, what we always do is before we go and sit here and chat, we obviously brief ourselves. So we yeah. read articles, we have, we're trying to get an overview. And if you look at the briefing overview, you see a lot of news outlets talking about, oh, copyright infringement, this is bad. What are all the musicians doing? They need to make days end and they need to make money. Are we going to support them? And I scratch my head and kind of think like, hmm, isn't if the future is indie, meaning the market becomes bigger? Yeah, and I agree. 
totally. Because if you think about it, who, who who are we protecting here? Are we protecting the rich musicians who have all the power for the lawyers and then start suing all the small indie ones? Or are we protecting the small indie ones who get copied by the large ones? I think it's it's yeah, it feels more like for the first one, the the, the big ones. And if if the world is is getting more indie, it might be even more just because everybody's able to create music. It's actually a funny thing. I think the music industry hasn't learned a thing. They are reacting <laughs> as they reacted at the sampling time. This is kind of closed down. Tell Spotify to take all the songs down. Patch their muscle. I would say Spotify and Deezer are, would be very highly recommended to focus on the indie part because that means the aggregation play they do is actually the value they're creating for the market. Yeah. And the other thing which I think you will see is, and we are seeing this for the whole AI discussion over and over, at the moment, the winner will be us, the consumer, because we get more choice. We get more opportunities to listen to interesting songs. So the whole copyright discussion, yeah, get the images sued. It's funny because essentially they're sued because of, the Getty image logo <laughs> which yeah, was found. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. No, but I think, yeah, looking at it, it, it I 100% agree with you. And, and that's what we all already discussed with our predictions. There will be more open models, everybody using this, more innovation happening thanks to AI because we're augmenting human creativity, human output. So we see now the same happening in music. Hopefully, we have another episode also on video content creation. Currently, Runway is doing a great job there from the US side. But it doesn't look like we should be afraid that this whole AI creative music will lead to more boring music in the future. Let me add one more to the video. I posted on my LinkedIn profile one marketing video, which was all AI created. It's actually super bad <laughs> it's a very <laughs> bad video the point is it's completely created by ai which yeah. makes it so uh, so appealing to talk about this video creation is still difficult you can create an image but if you want to recreate this image because it is ai the image will look different so it, putting the images into a video stream is yet a technical challenge which will get solved pretty soon we will see that the world will become more indie. You yeah. do not need Disney. And I'm sorry, like they just lost so many users on their Disney Plus subscription, but like you will see that this will become more complicated because instead of owning Marvel or creating yet another Star Wars movie, people can now, all the fans of Star Wars can easily, and they're doing this already online, easily create their own movies. If yeah. you own the Marvel comics, if you have a Marvel comic, you scan it in and you kind of say, create a movie out of this with real people. And you don't need highly paid actors anymore because the computer can create it. And I think that's that's the interesting part of it, because then the human touch comes with the story, the tension, the plot changes, all these kind of things. And AI still cannot do it. But then the human can create and, and iterate all on, on this. And, and put the human touch in, which makes things exciting. And by the way, I'm still a Disney subscriber because I love Marvel. 
I love Marvel as well. Don't get me wrong. But like, like, and I really love the Mandalorian. But hey, yeah. was it so innovative? No, no. The computer could no. have created this as well. But I yeah, think but maybe not the story. I would disagree there. Actually, this is a good one. Okay, the story, the computer can generate not only one story; it can create a thousand different That's stories. That's true. Yeah. The question then I can is test it. the agency. Of mm -hmm. us as a human to say that is this storyline which I believe sparks the highest emotional reaction or is what I want to say at the moment. Meaning when you and this is the same for music, for writing, for imagery. If I say I want a chicken made out of fried chicken, I get from Midjourney four images. If I do stable diffusion, I tell them how many images I want to get, whatever. I need to make a decision of what is the right level. Think about our graphics for our podcast. You didn't say, I want a, gra a logo for the podcast and it came. No, we had an exchange about it. You said like this logo, this logo, this logo, yeah. or that logo. And I just, I just felt like I'm back to when I started my own company where crowdsourcing was, was a trend. Now with all this AI creating, uh, creating output, for humans and users, but we need still the human feedback. So we come back to our feedback loop. Maybe a nice business model idea would be that I create a platform of all different users out there and I just show products, stories, images generated by AI to get some user feedback. So then uh, I can throw them into the market with a bit more security that they're actually working. So AI is actually creating something that where we need humans again at a huge scale. Maybe yeah. that's the future job. It's not prompt engineer, it's AI feedback engineer user. Well, I mean, yes. And it's, again, AI will supercharge us, us human. I'm very positive about this. The tricky part, which we haven't really addressed and that we should probably address at some point in time is how do we rescale, reskill all people who are getting super, not supercharged? Yeah. Or all we do that in another podcast. Yes. So great seeing you, Jasper. Likewise. Thank you very much, Lux.